Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you'll hear us in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is and not uh, as simple you know, I, as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened so, up so many more doors. The show is called The, the deal. deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Possibly bleak as this. Hey, welcome everyone to an episode of Chessie Hour. I'm actually excited to do this one. I feel like we got a team. I feel like there's a couple of people I haven't spoken to in a long time, and obviously. It's not happy because obviously Chelsea lost, but sometimes it's better when the team loses in terms of analysis and emotions. Everyone's got their own opinions. Seeing on Chelsea Twitter already, or Chelsea Twitter, um, everyone's going mad. Everyone's blaming this guy and that guy. So yeah, hopefully we can we can kind of give our good take. So I'm joined with Buzzy. What are you saying, Buzzy? What's good, Dan? Good stateside. Um, you watched the match live, didn't you? Obviously. Oh yes, unfortunately. What ha- what time yeah, and, Bre- and Brentford, rough one. <laughs> what time was it when you watched us like get slapped? Was it like early in the morning? Late afternoon. Okay, all right. It's not that bad. Oh, you know. The worst is when you wake up. If you have to wake up at night, late at night to watch a match, and then you just get slapped. Oh. Um, I, get up, I, get, I get up. I get out of bed at eight a.m. some days just so we can draw nil nil with you know <laughs> Burnley or whatever. It's, yeah. It's rough. Um, okay. Okay. Cool. And then we've also got Sam. Were you saying Sam? Yeah, I'm good. I'm good. All things apart from Chelsea is good. Fresh off feeding your cat. Chelsea. Yeah. Fresh off yeah. What's your cat's name? Yeah. His name's Luna. Luna. Okay. Yeah, we, I can't lie. We thought it was a girl when we first got it. So <laughs> okay. yeah. Right, cool. and then, yeah, we just felt, well, yeah. Okay, cats have got her. I'm not going to ask how you found out. <laughs> oh, yeah. Well, um, okay. <laughs> right, the, vet, cool. the vet told us. Cool, cool, cool. Um, and then we got Babs, as you heard. What are you saying, Babs? Yeah, I'm good, man. It's been a minute. I thought I'd show my face here. You know, always good to be home. Show your face. Um, you've been getting a lot of heat on um, the account. We'll get to it. We'll get to it. But yeah, let's talk about the match. Let's get straight into it. I think the first thing I want to talk about is 
So last season, obviously, when Tuchel came in, um, the Lampard Chelsea was going down, um, and obviously Tuchel came in, and he brought like a resoluteness. It got to the point when we was playing where I was kind of more scared of facing the smaller teams than the bigger teams. For me, it was like, bring on the big teams because I trust our team to beat them. Come to this season, Man City, who we beat three times on the two-pool, uh, we haven't really kind of stood a chance against them. Like The Liverpool games, some of the games we played well, but for me, big games this season, even coming to this Real Madrid game, I did not have hope. So I, I think just my first kind of thing is, like, what, what is the difference between last season and this season? And I'll start with you, Buzzy, in terms of Chelsea big games, because I don't think we're, 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 we're missing something. So what's your thoughts? Yeah, I think last year after Tuchel, you know, showed what he can do. It was a bit, it was a bit more, um, we, we can do this. Like, people favored Madrid. Maybe people didn't watch Chelsea as much. Definitely, yeah. definitely had us as the, uh, the underdogs. Um, this year felt more like a 50-50, not you know, in part because it really depended which Chelsea turned up, I felt like. Okay. Um, but lately, we really have not been playing well. So I was not exactly thinking we would uh, we would repeat the performance. And unfortunately, um, you know, we ended the game with a lot of possession and there were some good moments. Uh, you know, we could have we could have scored more than one, certainly. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, it was not. It but was, you was <laughs> I think they watched the tape back. I think they learned a lot about our teams, which yeah. I, I honestly think a lot of sides have been doing. Yeah. Um, and uh, yeah, we, we were not allowed to run back what we did last year. It just, uh, they, they set up differently um, and it, it didn't come off at all for us. We've tried to run it back against City, all of them, but it just hasn't worked. Sam, was you confident going in? And do you have an opinion on like, what is the difference between last season on the two and this season in terms of big games? Yeah, I was confident going in. Um, I became kind of, I was getting less and less confident as the months were going on um, after the draw was made, just because we kind of started looking worse and worse I think when the draw was made when was it made does anyone remember probably like a month um, ago or some shit who cares but God. I think it was longer than that to be fair the group stage normally ends in like December so I think during when it was made like I think we were looking okay and as the months have gone on we started looking worse and worse so the confidence had dwindled but I was still confident because I didn't think Madrid were amazing I still think like the difference between us isn't as big as yesterday made it look um, in terms of the differences between this year and last year, is I agree with what Buzzy said in terms of we came in, Tuchel came in quite quickly and we was almost maybe like a surprise to people. Yeah. There wasn't really much tape for people to watch and to be like, this is what Chelsea are going to do. Yeah. Um, now there's a lot more. They like I imagine Ancelotti and Madrid would have done their due diligence and watched how we beat them last year. And we didn't just beat them last year as well. We kind of dominated them. So, um, yeah, I imagine that's why. All right, and then Babs, Babs, what's your thoughts on those two things that I'm asking? Uh, were you confident going in? And, like, what's the difference between our kind of, like, big game prowess this season compared to last? Yeah, so I'll cover the big game prowess. I think earlier on in the season, I think it was um, two kind of over 40 at times, like bringing in that three-man midfield in the first game against City and really, like, dropping what really worked for us last season in terms of, like, having that compact um, front three that way it was a press and like dropping the midfield mm-hmm. and then later on it's just been a bit of a weirdo I feel like the team's a bit jaded at times and I just feel like people know what we're going to do so mm-hmm. is there's not as much of that surprise factor that these guys have just said and uh, what was the second question sorry and um, were you confident going in you know I was actually I was actually quite confident I was quite confident you know I, I was speaking to um somebody on the time and, and I was saying like okay you know Madrid are they're, they're better and I 
yeah. I, I can see that. But in my opinion, I just thought we should be able to beat them, you know, yeah. going into the draw. I mean, yeah, you know, I, I thought we should be beating them personally. I, I don't think we're going to like roll them over, but I, I mm. did feel like we should be, especially at home, you know? Yeah, because yeah, yeah. I think after last season, we earned, I think, going into last season, it was one of the, I think it was, was that the first time we played Madrid in, it was? Yeah, yeah it was. And so I think we almost kind of went in there knowing that actually Madrid are a big team and it felt like we had a bit more respect for them. I think, I personally think just as an onlooker, respect kind of, because we controlled those matches, we we, uh, we went into those matches not knowing, can we do this? But these matches this season, we went in almost like feeling, yeah, we can beat them because of what happened last season. I don't know yeah. if that worked against us, but I want to get into just kind of what I've been seeing on social media. I think it's good to have these discussions. So one of the big topics is, the, the, it, as it always is, the DM position. So um, a lot of people feel that uh, maybe if we went into this game with a sure many or a Rice uh, rather than Jorginho, then maybe the game would have been different. So we're going to talk about the game in general, but addressing that point and anyone can chime in. If we did have like a better DM, more physicality, whoever, whichever like flutters your fancy or whatever the term is, uh, <laughs> sure many, Rice, Babs, what do you think um, the game would have been like if we had that type of traditional DM? Hey man, if I could, if I could predict stuff like that, man, I'd be a millionaire right now. Yeah, but, <laughs> but I, I don't know, man. I think I think people yeah, are using it kind of like as like a stick to um to, to bash Jorginho with. But I don't know. Is, is it interesting? I don't think he's been particularly amazing this season. But mm-hmm. I think it's quite hard to um, actually say if we won, if we had them, because okay. he has been part of a success of our success in the Champions yeah. League. You know, of recent times. Yeah, he's had, he had he's actually had a good um, Champions League campaign so far this season. You know, so. Yeah. But, I but think in, it's a bit tough to, to say that. This game, this yeah. game, do you feel like maybe you, watching the game, so let's actually talk about the game, um, mm-hmm. do you feel like maybe that was a weak area that Real Madrid kind of took advantage of? It, it, it was weak because they took advantage of us tactically, in my, in my opinion. You know, yeah. like one, one of the things that we, we, we worked with, and I remember we spoke about it last season on the pod, was that anchor midfield mm-hmm. where, you know, you had the six um, sitting there, you had them Kante roaming about. And mm-hmm. one thing that Madrid did really well was, was that they had crew sitting. Mm-hmm. So that kind of like made us stretch a lot more vertically. And when you do that, you, you know, you have Kante like completely out of position and you have Casemiro and Modric able to just run right against your junior. But you got Valverde, you know, he's able to like also drop in. So, I think they just they just outnumbered us really smartly, and I, yeah. I don't I don't know if another DM helps. Maybe it does physically, but I don't think it's gonna be like night and day. Sam, anyway, Sam, chime in. So, what's your thought? This is a, also a way just to talk about Jorginho's performance. So, um, yeah, yeah. Um, so I don't think the problem was kind of Jorginho in isolation. I think the problem was just the midfield as a two. The gap between them was far too big. And obviously, we know Jorginho's deficiencies. And I mean, I've said it before with Jorginho, when his weaknesses are kind of focused on, he does look really bad. Mm-hmm. Like, isn't that, any, isn't that any footballer, though? Probably, yeah, it is any footballer, but it's, it's not nice on the eye, to be honest. <laughs> just watching him, like, it's just. Oh, I, have that, I have that, uh, the, the, run run. That, the run that Sun did against him years ago burned into my mind. <laughs> yeah, just. Like it's not, it doesn't look nice. And right. obviously, I think it, but I do agree that people focus on him as an individual far too much. I don't think he's the only one that gets that treatment, but he's definitely one of the main ones that just gets focused on. Yeah. Uh, in terms of the question, would we look better with Rice or Chalmeni or um, 
I, I don't know, like Bab said, it's, it's, it's impossible to tell. There's definitely certain instances. Um, you see the chance uh, Benzema away should have probably scored his hat-trick. Obviously, I think Georgina done very well to get back. But then you could argue with someone who runs quicker than um, two miles per hour might get back and just intercept that without the chance even falling to Benzema in the first place. But then there's so many instances where Jorginho will take the ball into, into possession in midfield and one touch it off. Like, could other players do that as well? So, But also, like, also just on, on, on that one, and then Buzzy, chime in as well. So as that ball breaks, there's three players running back. Mm-hmm. So it's decision-making too. Who's seen that video of Cesc where it's like, I can't remember, it's a training video for Spain. And it's like, Two players are holding a bib and they have to go to each, they have to cover each cone. Yeah, yeah, and he wins. Yeah, right, and it, wasn't, and it wasn't about who was fastest, it was about the smart. So as that ball break, um, the ball broke, because I think, um, who got tackled? I can't remember. But the ball bro- um, broke and then three players was running back. Two players went one way. Jordinho made a decision to cover an area that no one else covered. So as much as you said, like, again, no one knows what would have happened, but as much as people say, oh, actually, someone that's faster, other players think faster. This is what I'm saying. And we ne- we, do. we don't know what will happen, but it's just like, I feel like sometimes people kind of get to, I get, like, I get just from kind of watching other people, because I've been on Discord lives with people like me, and I get, for some <laughs> reason, for some reason, it really grates people when they people see uh, Jorginho losing physically, but um, sorry, not doing well physically. Whether it's um, getting beasted by strength or or pace, it really emotionally, even though it might not be the fundamental part of the game. Like for instance, he he, he obviously created assist that game, but what sticks in people's minds is seeing that. Like you said, it's not nice on the eyes, which is interesting. But Buzzy, what was your thoughts of kind of like Jorginho's performance? And- this whole kind of conversation we're talking about. Uh, yeah, I think part of that is that position that he plays. It's like, it, it really, you you expect, I think maybe just stereotypically expect like a DM to be that physical guy, back and forth, have some pace. Um, and so it's like extra jarring when the guy who sits back the most is responsible theoretically for, for sweeping up and cleaning those balls up and beating, you know, attackers to the ball like can't can't do that that really gets people but obviously he has led you know all sorts of both our club and europe like tackle and interception stats for a few seasons so when it when it works it it does work i just one i'm not sold we need to build our team like that like it does work kind of but the last now two teams that have sort of built around him have also had very stagnant attacks um, which is a whole different issue but i i'm not sold on this idea that we need to have this Jorginho role necessarily. I know this is a court, um, but I have to say objection. I know this is a court, but I have to say objection mm-hmm. because obviously I think Please. there's a tentative link like about the, the attacks um, being linked to Jorginho. But that's just that's just me. I'm not gonna, we don't have to get into it. Yeah, um, yeah. But, 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 so we're talking about the game as well. Mm-hmm. So if we focus on last season, when we played Real Madrid midfield, mm-hmm. I've got the teams up now. So we've obviously played two legs. Uh, the first leg, um, that was the 1-1. That was at uh, Madrid. Or it was someone else. It, would, it wasn't played there, right? Because um, I think it had to be played somewhere else. But yeah, it was, yeah, it was a training ground. Right, right. So, so they played. They tried to match us. I'm trying to figure out what was so different. Maybe it's the manager or whatever. You guys, I'll get your opinion. But they essentially played uh, 3-5-2. So it was Militao, Varane, Nacho as the three. Um, Carvajal played Modric, Kate Casemiro, Cruz, as a free in midfield, Marcelo left wing back, 
and then Benzema and Vinicius Jr. up top. We played Rudy, Thiago, Chris, so the same three at the back, but then we had Chilwell wing back, we had Mount, Georgie and Kante, the three that we played, well, three that played anyway, and we had SP right wing back, then we had Werner and Pulisic. So that was the 1-1 game. Then I'm just quickly going to say, in the, in the 2-0 game, because we obviously at Stamford Bridge we won 2-0, we played Chris, Thiago, Rudy, so the same three at the back. We played Kante, Mount and Jorginho in, in midfield three. We had Chilwell left wing back and we had Aspi right wing back. Then we had Havertz and Werner up front. So I, I think, and I'll kind of get you guys' opinion on this, because I think both of those games, um, as I remember, and as it says on SofaScore as well, we played a midfield three. I don't think we played a midfield three. Even though Kante, Mount and Jorginho played this game, I don't think we played a midfield three. So obviously they dominated us. They have a different manager. They played they play different players. So again, opening the floor, Babs, Sam, Buzzy, whoever wants to say, what do you think was the difference in terms of us dominating and controlling them last season um, compared to this season in midfield specifically, the midfield battle? I'll jump in because, yeah, I didn't finish I didn't finish my thought on Sorry. blaming Jorginho. And I think this is a good segue <laughs> because, because you, you, he didn't look great, but also Conte didn't look great. And also the more you zoom out into the full lineup, very few players looked good. Yeah. Havertz had a good game. Reese James had an okay game going forward at times, um, culpable for a goal or two also. Um, but outside of that, everyone was poor. And I think obviously now to shift to the tactics discussion, that wasn't like a coincidence of everyone having a bad day or Jorginho having a bad day alone. Um, especially because I don't, I don't feel like a lot of those goals had to do with us getting beat down the center in a way that Jorginho couldn't like cover for with pace. Like that's not, that's not really how we conceded. Yeah. Um, Two of the plays were crosses from, from wide getting beat. And Tuchel said himself um, that between James and Christensen is where Vinicius exposed. And that was, I mean, we, we literally watched it happen. He ran in. They didn't, they didn't catch him. He put in a cross. Benzema is just incredible and puts in a perfect header. Yeah. But that has very little to do with like, oh, Jorginho is too slow to get, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. that's, not, that's yeah. not really what happened. Um, so I think I would have, we, we may not have done this. I would have liked to see this year like a truer, three-man midfield instead of kind of this in-between I yeah. feel like I feel like playing Mount it, it's not even his fault because it's probably what he's asked to do mm-hmm. but this sort of in-between um he's not really a central midfielder he's not really an attacker rather than at least last year we had like two like Pulisic and Werner clearly not playing as midfielders right like no one's no one's wondering if they're central midfielders yeah. um but with Mount it's kind of this in-between we're not really getting uh pure attack or creativity out of him and he's kind of leaving a gap when he pushes up um, okay. and Conte didn't have a tremendous game either. So there's not really a lot of cover. Uh, those players need to be instructed specifically to come wide and block those spaces and the channels. They were too open because Reese, when we don't have a lot of creativity, Reese tries to move up to make something happen, and that's where they kept hitting the balls in behind. And then Azpilicueta, I don't think, is anybody's ideal first choice left back. Um, you know, it just <laughs> it's unfortunate with the injuries and the squad options we have. A lot of it's yeah. Chelsea's own fault for the squad building. Um, but yeah, I think I think just tactically they they made sure that midfield was sound. Um, mm-hmm. They needed the defender less than they did just a solid midfield, and um, their defenders dealt with our with our attacks so, well enough. So just before I move on to the next person, last season last season, do you feel like we played more of that midfield traditional midfield three? Um, if you remember, I'm trying to I'm trying to remember. I think we we looked calmer and our our uh, possession wasn't as frantic. Yeah. I'm, I'm trying to remember exactly how we played. All right, um, I'll, I'll come back to you. But then, Babs yeah. and Sam, what's your thoughts on it in terms of this? Because it looks like we played similar players, right? Yeah. yeah. So, um, 
talking, obviously, I, I think Buzzy kind of covered it well in terms of what our midfield and composition was and where we went wrong. But in terms of where Madrid, I think, went right, was last year, I think they tried to play a lot slower and the typical, you'd say, I don't know, Spanish way. They were passing side to side, trying to draw us out. This year, they said, fuck all that. And just one touch, bang, bang, Vinicius, bang. Like that's all they, that's basically what we got caught out with. They were so much quicker. They didn't mess around with it in midfield like they tried to last year. Um, maybe you see how at the start you said last year we respected them. Mm-hmm. I think this year they respected us yeah. in a way of they were like, okay, last year our midfield dominated them. So we're not going to try pass it around them. We're not going to try outrun Kante and Mount um, if Mount is playing in midfield. We're not going to try do that. We're just going to try one touch, kind of Modric, Cruz, two of the best midfielders of the generation um, of the last 10, 15 years. Mm-hmm. They can play one touch football. They can do pretty much most things you want from a passer of a football. Um, and yeah, they just, Vinicius, like they said, was just in between James and Christensen and Mm-hmm. Valverde on the other side as well was doing pretty similar but obviously he's not kind of I don't think he's as he's not really a winger like Vinicius so they didn't really attack down the left side as much yeah. Um, but yeah I think that's what the difference was All between right. Madrid last year and uh, this year Babs so what's your take on it? Um, I think they just had a, a more fitter squad and I think coming into it I just think we were off a lot worse form and we just didn't we just looked a lot more blunt you know, early on. And I think what they did really was they took advantage of like their early flurry, yeah. you know, because like how many times like this season have we like started a game fast and like we really later on, but them guys, they, they were just clinical. And that that's just down to one man, you know, Bugatti Benz, you know, yeah. Big Benzino. Hey, hey. Know, the, the, the drip doctor, man. Hey, listen, man. You, you, you know how this guy is, man. You know, you, you know how much I love these drippy players, but let just just let me just let right. me give them a little bit of praise. All right, okay, cool. So but this to come into a bit more, right? I think yeah. one thing they did, one thing I think they did really well, and I said in the group chat is I think they, they, they went man for man with our back three, which kind of like pinned them back. So the moment, right, their midfield went went got past that Jorginho and um and Cruz was um holding back um Kante. They just had an overload, and it, you saw it in that first goal where, like, Christian's like, okay, you know, I can see Modric dribbling to me, and there's nobody closing him down because it's only Jorginho. So, do I come in and try and get the ball, or do I hold off to Vinicius? And he made a decision so late on that it just cost him daily. You know, the second goal again, Valverde, you know, was out wide with the ball. Rudiger was again, you know, he's already, he's already gotten past Aspie. So, Rudiger's like, do I come to him with a whole position and he, and he whips in the cross and, he, and they get an amazing goal so mm. I think that's one thing they did really and the well. second goal was um, Valverde played it inside to Modric and Modric whipped in the cross Wait, was it was it Modric? yeah because yeah, Jorginho same, 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 got same, yeah. drawn out Jorginho. wide yeah. Yeah. Modric, yeah. so there's no pressure on him so so just so quickly on this because obviously like I said I kind of referenced the mid the three of the players in the middle for us last season whatever kind of way they were playing was Kante uh, Mount or Jorginho do you think that kind of really influenced the fact that we really controlled that game? Because I know that a lot of people see Kovacic now as our best midfielder. Actually, when he didn't start, I saw all over social media and even in our group chat, people were disappointed. So do you feel like that was the reason that Kovacic didn't start? And how big of a mistake was that, that Kovacic didn't start, if it was a mistake? And anyone can jump in. Um, I would have liked him to start. I think I, I think I... I was surprised he didn't start and then I thought about it more and was thinking like, well, I guess he wants to start off what to me would be the more conservative version of that is playing Jorginho 
and making sure we have someone, you know, fill in that role. Mm-hmm. Um, but then it turned, you know, to start with that, you can see how the game's going and then introduce Kovacic. It turned out the game, <laughs> the game was not going well. Mm-hmm. Um, so we ended up doing that. But um, yeah, I feel like, I feel like in retrospect, uh, you yep. want someone to, to beat the press. You want someone to athletically take advantage of their older midfielders. Um, and it's like Sam said, through the chaos, like that's classic, both Carlo, these like great counters and these, these nice goals. And also Madrid, the last few years, I feel like they benefit whenever the game gets more open and a little more chaotic. They like, they thrive. They all these crazy results they've been a part of the last few years. It's like anytime it's end to end and, and suddenly they, you know, they scored a bunch or they, they made a great comeback. Uh, yeah. When you have someone as class as, uh, as Benzema to make the difference. Um, and our, our few chances that we made, some people were saying three, one was harsh. Um, that it wasn't really like a three, one type of game. I don't know. I don't know about that. Cause like, yeah, we get, we hand them a goal in the second half. Um, and, and yeah, we missed some chances, but Benzema also missed like a sitter. Um, uh, and it maybe it was a three, two, you know, like maybe we scored, but we really, yeah, I think it's more of a point. Benzema missed a sitter, but that first and second goals. Like, I know it's Benzema, but, Obviously, you don't expect both of those to go in. They're both world-class headers. Yeah, and it's well, that's the, the difference. But, but the center backs yeah. did get a little lost. Like they did 100, percent but still, our, that can our, our wingbacks got pulled out of position. Very hard. The center backs got lost. So it's like you can't say it's unfair, really. I mean, they executed just perfectly. Um, so, so I don't, so, I don't know that Kovacic prevents any of that. To, to yeah. go back to the main question, um, yeah. like I don't, I, I, I don't know. It's hard to, it's hard to say because. You pointed out the lineups from last year really weren't that different. Yeah. Um, and maybe we just missed Werner. Seventy-five percent of of the result was like we could have executed the same thing better. Yeah. Um, but I do think a couple selections really made a big a big difference. Okay, Sam, you really uh, were disappointed that Kovacic didn't start, um, but we got to see Kovacic second half, so we almost got to see like 50-50. So yeah. obviously the game was at a different state as well. But why were you so disappointed that Kovacic didn't start? And do you feel like you were vindicated because of what happened in the first half? Um, I don't know. I I still I don't massively think the problems came from kind of midfield. I just think, yeah, I think our defenders just was being dumbos, to be honest. Like I still, like I said, I think the goals, although the midfield probably got bypassed a little too easily. Mm-hmm. Like we're playing against Modric, Cruz, they're old. Like they're going to create opportunities within midfield and bypass you. Like that's just part of playing against these top players. Mm-hmm. But those goals could still have been stopped. We literally had a warning in the first five minutes when Vinicius hit a crossbar. Yeah. And it's just like, we didn't, we didn't change anything. Yeah. How yeah. we were playing and, I, yeah, um, I just think Kovacic has been our best midfit, almost best performer this year. And I, I remember Bab said the other day how many games he's actually started, and I was surprised. And it feels like hmm. I don't know why he doesn't start every game. I get, it. I get, I get <laughs> what you're saying. I get what you're saying, Babs. I remember obviously the Bayern, remember the Bayern Munich game where Bayern totally outpassed us. But Kovacic was like one of the only good players. Um, and and I think. Earlier this week, Tuchel was saying Kovacic is. A, I think he said in the press conference, he's a wonder kid. Whenever you watch him, like when he watches him in training, he's like, "How good is this guy?" 
Um, so yeah, so what was your thoughts on Kovacic not starting? I think you was in a group chat saying Kovacic. Yeah, yeah. I, 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 I wanted it to be Kovacic and Kante to be stars one too. Okay, so so not why why for nothing. He didn't he didn't play against Brentford either. So like weird. I, I don't really understand. Yeah, Babs, what's your thoughts on it, man? Yeah, but yeah, I'm I'm a, I'm in agreement with Sam. I, I wanted him to start personally, whether it was a three man midfield or just him and Kante. I, I thought. I thought it was a bit odd that he hasn't started in a while. Um, yeah. I'm not sure if it's the injury that he had a, a while back, you know, if Tuchel trying to be careful. But he did bring him off the bench, you know, for the Brentford game. And what's, I, I'm not sure. So. What's, what's interesting, if you remember during the Super... Was it not Super Cup? Club World Cup. It, yeah. it was Kovacic and Kante. And everyone was like, oh, now Jorginho's been iced out and he doesn't trust Jorginho and stuff like that. But again, it's like in this kind of phase, it's like, oh, actually... Kovacic is the one getting a rest. So potentially it's just, I don't know, it's just phases. I know a lot of people try to read into this means that one player is going to get sold and he doesn't like him anymore, but he seems to trust the three, which is fine. Cool. I want to talk a little bit about Kante because I think we it was in the group chat, so you guys would have seen it. But I know Nizer Kinsella, uh, uh, I think he's a journalist for Goal, and he kind of wrote, an, to be fair, I, don't, I haven't read the article, but he kind of, in the tweet, laid out stats about why Kante had a bad game. So my first thing is, obviously he came off at halftime. Um, so my, my first question is, do you think he ha- had a really bad game? And do, you f- or, and do you feel like he was subbed because he was trash or it was just like tactical? Um, and then uh, we'll start with you, Babs, and we'll go back around. Uh, I'm, I'm not sure, you know. It, 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 it was weird because he, he started off quite well and then... Suddenly, obviously, you start to see like that their their game plan, you know, to really like draw him out. But I'm not sure why he was actually subbed off because I thought it would have made a bit more sense to like take off like Rudiger who was in the yellow, and bring on like another midfielder to like have like that and f- them, those three man those three guys there, you know, in midfield. But yeah, I, I'm not sure. It'll be interesting to see what happens on the weekend with that because I don't know if maybe he's picked up an injury or whatever. But but yeah, I was really surprised. Because, yeah, I was really surprised, and I think the article was interesting because he, he's he's talking. About, it, it kind of felt like. You were trying to like edge to moving on from Kante, mm. you know, and I think a lot of people have been have been like pushing that for, for quite a bit, which I understand because of the age, the injuries, the the injury build up. But mm. I, I'm I'm not sure. I feel like he's the kind of player, right? He's had so much of like an impact that he's gonna he's gonna be near on impossible to replace him, you know. So it'll be it'll be interesting to see what what happens going forward. But yeah, I was I was quite shocked. It's quite shocked. Buzzy, Buzzy, you was gonna chime in. Um, so Kante, what what, what was your thoughts about it? Yeah, I was surprised, like Bab said, that the, the sub was him at halftime. It's not probably not what I would have done. I, I think in general, we probably should have had more midfielders on to, you know, control mm-hmm. the game a little bit. I mean, the stats that Nizar shared pointed to the fact that he he wasn't involved a lot positively. There weren't a lot of, uh, you know, the pass percentage wasn't high. There weren't a lot of tackles and receptions. Um, but I think we've discussed this entire game. That was that was a symptom, not a cause. I don't think it was like, well, if Conte was making more interceptions, we would have been fine. Like there was a reason that wasn't happening. Um, and I think too, with with to kind of tie these two topics together, like Kovacic, um, Kovacic playing or not playing doesn't mean like he is out of favor. And the same way that Conte like getting the one to be switched off, it's like, oh, Tuga doesn't rate him or he think he had a bad game. I think both of those decisions are driven by like how he sees the team playing um, yeah. because they accomplish different things. So it's like, this is not a game for Kovacic. He, I think if I could choose an extra player, I'd love to have him on the field, but um, 
I'm thinking that I want the team to set up an XYZ way and Jorginho and Conte are the players to help us achieve that. Now he got that wrong seemingly, that it didn't, it didn't mm-hmm. really work the way I, that you arrange a team, but I don't think it's like, oh, well now Tuchel doesn't rate him or he doesn't think. It's yeah, like, well, right. no, Kovacic is the one who has to miss out because I think this is the best way to set up against this, this team. Or, mm-hmm. okay, now I'm going to try something else in the second half. Maybe we need more possession. I'm going to take Conte off and put Kovacic on. It's not like necessarily an indictment. It's just if he wants to change the system and he made two subs. So it does kind of, does kind of tell you that like his, his sort of vision for the second half is going to change. Um, yeah. I don't think it's like, oh, well, suddenly he doesn't rate this player. And the second half did change. We had way more possession in the second half. Did, did Part of that change? was Madrid, Madrid sitting off. Yeah. Um, we only slightly had possession in the first half uh, and we had a lot more in the second um, I think it was like 64% or something. Part of that was Madrid was happy to let us have it because we were we were getting shots off and we probably should have gotten another one. Um, but yeah, the, the the game did play out pretty differently. I think if we didn't start off the second half with the calamitous error, um, didn't shake right. ourselves we'll mentally. Get we'll, we'll, get get we'll get to that. We'll get Did we change yeah, formations yeah. directly into the second half? I, I, I believe so. I think we went four at the back. Well, four three three now. So yeah, so we uh, uh, we started the second half four three three, right? Yeah. yeah. Okay, we so went to like a four three yeah. four four two okay. diamond when um the Gonka game on. Okay, cool. So obviously, like he noticed that Vinicius was enjoying that pocket, and he wanted to change to a four three three. Um, but so I think, uh, Sam, did you was it Sam that missed out, or who did I miss? Yeah, out? what about Kane? Yeah, or do you want to chime in, or do we can move on? I'm Alex Rodriguez, and I'm Jason Kelly from Bloomberg. This is the deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is and not and, as uh, simple you know, as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened so, up so many more doors. The show is called The, the deal. deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Uh, I think everyone kind of covered... Okay, say, cool. This wasn't his best game, but the only thing I will say is whenever Cantley has a game like this and people kind of allude to him moving on, he normally puts in some monster performances. So yeah. we just got to wait for that. Yeah, I don't really agree with Nazar's uh, like implication, like, oh, he hasn't been very good lately. I don't like we've seen a lot of pretty good Conte performances lately. I don't I don't really buy the, yes. the like editorial spin on that tweet that included those stats. It was like this is a long series of like declines. And, and some of those Conte. stats are verified in their lives. I'm telling you, they're like <laughs> zero interceptions. Dan, Dan was watching the game back. Like, there's an interception. There's an interception. Yeah, I, yeah. I yeah I, shot, but... I'm, no, I was certain as well when they said he had zero tackles. I was like, I'm certain he did do a tackle. Yeah, that so, early, yeah. that early tackle. That and listen, we saw how Dan, uh, Benzema damaged us, but before he scored any of the goals, uh, Kante nabbed the ball from him, and then we were getting, yeah, we were getting some early joy through Kante. Yeah, like, exactly. We, we didn't start that badly. We started. We didn't. Sharp, we didn't. And, and, then, and yeah. Sam, you mentioned in the group chat this morning. I don't know if you changed your, your mind since after you watched it, but you was like saying actually a lot of people are doing results based analysis, and we didn't actually play that bad. Um, do I don't think we did. Right? Yeah. I mean, it depends how you kind of quantify bad. Yeah. Like, I think 
I just think we didn't play that bad from kind of the defence forward. Mm-hmm. I think the defence played pretty bad yeah. and our defensive structure um, when they had the ball was bad. But in terms of on the ball and the chances we made mm-hmm. and comparing it to the Brentford game, I think we looked a lot better. And that's why I think 3-1 on a different day um, could have been a very different result. That's, that's, uh, so I watched it back and to be fair, uh, waking up this morning, I was just thinking they totally kind of like the, the tactics, we were out tactic and everything. And you said, actually, it's results based. And I said, I said, I'll hold off. I'll go for open mind. And I think I'm more leaning to your opinion at this point, um, just because we did have chances. And listen, obviously that with Benzema, he's a world-class striker. And having a world-class striker is not a tactic. <laughs> Do you know what I'm saying? It's a bare, it's a bare individual. Like he's he's a bare individual. Yeah, like obviously um, I just see you see Jay Jay's tweet that he was at the game, and he said, "What do you say?" Like that he said that, that second header is like the best header he's ever seen. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. live. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Because he you sometimes you just can't. Yeah, yeah you can't prepare First for that. Not to mention our striker, our yeah. striker's yeah. who played who played well. <laughs> yeah. yeah, no, but like Havertz played well, but I still think there's levels, and I think the execution, even though he missed that um that chance that he should have buried us with a hat trick. The execution of Benzema, even thinking back to last season, if you remember last season, like Modric was there for Madrid too, but like I don't think he played well. The only player that played well, not Benicio, whereby it was Benzema. Benzema was still a threat, and Mendy had to pull off some world class saves last season. And if we had last season's Mendy, maybe it's a different story. But Benzema, last season, this season, he's a whole nother level. People are talking about best in the world, obviously. First player to score two consecutive hat tricks. Babs has given him all sorts of nicknames. So potentially, if we have Benzema in our team, I don't know. Obviously, if buts and, buts and maybes, but I don't think necessarily after watching that games, it's necessarily that we were bested tactically. But obviously, they've just they had a better. I think even though there was some good tactical innovation or whatever from Ancelotti, I still think we had chances. Um, just quickly on the coverage, I know right, I'm dialing back, but. The difference between Kovacic and Kante, first half, second half. Kovacic, I think we all know, Kovacic plays with Jorginho. So whereas Jorginho was left alone a lot of the times in the first half, um, even after Jorginho went off and Ruben lost his cheek, I think we had more of a base um, at the bottom of our midfield because there was a tandem rather than just Jorginho alone. And I think that's one of the reasons why he probably brought Kante off because, listen, I was watching that first half. I don't, Kante did come back. I'm not going to just pretend like he was not looking after his defensive duty, but Kante, I swear in his head, at this point, he's a number 10. He's an attacker. He's, a, he's, a, he's, a, he's playing right, attacking. He's one of the twin tens. Um, and to be fair, I think, I think a lot of the guys that were pressing for us had a bad game. I know we talked about, I think, Sam, I agree with you in terms of at the beginning of the game, Kante was doing some good work. He's got that acceleration. He was closing them down. But as the game went on, the way they were, like, it was like, it was like Rondo. Kante just couldn't, like, they were just passing. He was just looking, like, back and forth. It was like tennis. He was just watching tennis. And he couldn't get anywhere near them. And I think a, a lot of the guys that are pressing for us, all the, the, the guys in that attacking bird for us, apart from Havertz, who was, like, the main striker. So I'm talking about Pulisic, Mount, and, and Kante, because it, it was almost like a Kante. They couldn't, they didn't get on the ball. They didn't have a sniff. Um... So yeah, so just talking. Let's let's move on to Mount, um, and I'll let Sam. I'll let you start. What did you think of Mount's game? I don't think he was good. I okay. don't think he was nowhere near as bad as people were making out. Like people, what making were people making weirdo, out? Just people so making we... weird comps of him, like Mount yeah. 
out 10 or something. Just I'll give a promotion. Get, okay. okay, I apologise, but just go get some... Go... Uh, I don't even want to say what I want to say. No, yeah, I just... <laughs> yeah, yeah, just imagine. Yeah, I think it's better. <laughs> but yeah, man, like, I think... I honestly think he was the least of our problems yesterday. I don't think any... I think the guy on the other side was even worse than him, but I don't even think Pulisic was a, like, I mean, he didn't help, so maybe he was a bit of a problem, but mm. I just think we got beat in the other areas of the pitch and we created like, we had a few chances, like I'm pretty sure we bested them on XG. I know that's not the be all and end all of everything. Sam, but... Sam, Sam. No, but... The question was about Mount. Yeah, but this, this is about Mount because <laughs> in like it's, it's, it's saying that the same way as what Dan was saying earlier about Jorginho, easily the most discourse I've seen after this game is about Jorginho and Mount. Like, if you watched that game and honestly came to the conclusion that Mount was the biggest problem in that game, then I, I, I can't argue with you because you clearly are not viewing it from a place of no agenda. Okay. That's all let, I think. Let me, let, me, let me come in. So, number one, obviously, we know how fan bases are. Uh, as much as we've got rivals in terms of Liverpool, et cetera, et cetera, we've got it, these intra-rival factions where it's like the Mount Hive and the Jorginho Hive and all that type of stuff. As much as I'm not going to say, say stop because the same way you have your favourite players, you're going to have the players you hate even in your own team. What I'm saying is on this platform, that's cool. Like really and truly, we're not going to necessarily deal with that. So just on Mount's game, um, so what did you think about it? In terms okay, of um, yeah, I think uh, as was mentioned earlier, I don't think he was coming back to help enough in mm-hmm. midfield. I think but, he was doing it like occasionally. I think it's difficult to be the pressing trigger like he's clearly mm-hmm. told to be, and then also come out and help in midfield. I, I know he's fit and we know he can run around a lot, as people like to say, but I think it's very difficult to push a push the center back or sorry, press the center back or press the uh, full back and then also come back in midfield to also help there. Like just, just, well, I don't think that's very realistic. What, um, what, what I would say is, again, looking back to last season, we played, mm-hmm. I feel like it was clear we played a midfield three. I don't think we played a yeah. midfield three this season. So I don't necessarily think, and this is just me, who knows what Tuchel told him to do. I don't necessarily think he, it was his job to support the midfield like that anyway. Um, that's just my opinion. I do think, from my opinion, I'll go into Buzzy and Babs. I think he started really sloppy. Nothing was really coming off for him. Um, he had that obviously he had that great shot and I think there was definitely one time in the first half yeah he put in a good cross in the first like 10 minutes I think first five minutes first five minutes and I think that's something he's got in his bag Um, he's done that Mm. a couple of times especially down that right and there was another time as well like the same way with Kante when Kante with the ball off Benzema there was a time where they broke and I think a theme that was happening was essentially there was breaking on us um, and and Mount kind of kind of stopped it but I think in general Mm. Um, I, yeah, nothing to write home about um, Babs. Really. Oh, no, by no means he was good. Like, I'm not claiming he was good. He wasn't good. Yeah, like, yeah. he wasn't. Which is cool. We're not even here to kind of really like, you know, pinpoint and, and scapegoat players. Yeah, 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 yeah. Just talking about the game. So, Babs, what's your thoughts on that? Yeah, I don't, I don't think it was good either. I, I'd agree. Um, I think even in the role that he played, you know, in behind, in behind the strike, I don't think he did a, a great deal of much to really create for, yeah. for Mount, which was a bit disappointing. 
Mm-hmm. Um, other than that, yeah, um, as Sam said, he did get back a, a few times to like help recover, but yeah. it was interesting because for, for me, what I want to know, I, I would like to know what Tuchel's plan was, you know, for, for yeah. those two intents. Like, I want to know what, what was it like? Did he, did he want them? To, did he want one of them to come back? What, what was it? Because but throughout then, the game, he was they were doing pretty much the same thing, so it was a bit confusing to me because I, yeah. I don't think you have to go in at half time and say change it. I, it Surely you can say on the field, you know, you can give a message to one of the players like, come on, dr- drop back. So if, and if he would have done that, there's no doubt in my mind that Mount would have done it. You know, so, 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 and, and we know that Tuchel isn't, <laughs> he's not afraid to sub a guy off. So, yeah. So, so, yeah. My, so my thing is, we all know that Tuchel says that one of like, he's, he's a proponent of the counter press. And we saw work against Real Madrid the last time we played them where we won the ball off of them high up. And I, I think that was the idea for Kante amount and Pulisic to be busy in there and win the ball high up but none of them had any joy and it's like okay what next since that's not working and it's, it's not obviously not just Mount because Kante is one of the best ball winners ever and he's got the acceleration etc and it was working for none of them and for, for me it's like okay cool so what are we going to do next now obviously he did make subs at half time but um, it is coming into the next game it's like okay cool what is the plan going to be if we can't do that kind of counter press tactic that works so good for us before how are we right. going to be so, yeah but, I think that's like the perfect segue to like we're talking about these individual players and we keep agreeing that it's no individual players fault at the end of the day but we keep saying we were beating this area of the pitch and we we're also beating this area of the pitch and we we're also in this so like clearly it, it, we can't we can't discuss these individual performances I think I think some players were individually worse than others I think Christensen had like especially poor games Silva got lost on the goals um and the rest of them were like fine we weren't that far off a performance that you could see us getting something out of but it just wasn't quite it wasn't quite working and I don't think you can discuss any of these like individual players without just funneling it up to really the question Babs asked like what was Tuchel trying to do and when it wasn't working what did we really do to change it uh in the second half we kind of worked better but I think ultimately I don't want to have the big discussion like really blow it out too much like have a have a like is Tuchel good enough or is tactics good enough you know debate but I think <laughs> the questions really do funnel up to being asked like why did he get it so wrong if we all yeah, agree I, I, I think I think it's fair to ask questions or two I think, yeah. I think it's definitely fair yeah like like what why did he get it so wrong if, if that's how we chose to set up um I, I think really I think, it, funnel, it funnels up to his responsibility I think I think as well just to go into this sometimes it is hard we, we spoke about it at the top of the pod where you can come in with new ideas. Obviously, people seen Tuchel before, people seen Chelsea um, before, but no one's seen Tuchel's Chelsea before and be successful. So, and when you are success, what that means is people are going to take you seriously. So, as much as I think Sam said it before, um, we went in respect to Real Madrid before. They kind of went in respect to us now. And 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 I know Ancelotti. And like, if you just just remember that the Liverpool um, Liverpool Milan game, forget about the fact that. Uh, Liverpool came back but remember the goals that they scored Milan scored a lot of them were counter-attacks so they're happy to kind of sit back and they were just efficient counter-attacks and I think that was part of what happened to us but the only thing is it's not just Real Madrid so like what I noticed because I think the goal that um, Benzema scored the the third goal after the second half was that from a corner was that did we have no I'm not sure I I think um, it was do we have a corner I think, but all I know is that everyone was in our half. So either we had a corner, I did, I needed to go back, but I was doing something as well. But I think maybe we just had a corner or whatever happened. The game just started and everyone was in their half. And the only reason why I was saying that, if it is a corner, and sorry for not double checking, but 
the the Brentford game again we it was a corner that one of the goals we had a corner everyone was up and then we just didn't have enough cover on the way back I remember the central goal as well Man United and so that's kind of flagged up to me is if this is repeating then really and truly that's on the coach because really it shouldn't be from corners that we don't have enough men back. I haven't verified if it was a from a corner, but transitions in general, we were getting caught. I think it's like what Sam said. And is it the individuals? I don't know. Don't forget, this is the same back three as well that played, obviously under a different manager. But um, this transition thing is, is worrying to me. I don't know if you yeah. guys... I've, I've just checked myself just then. It looked like it came from a throw from us. Or was it from Casemiro was like... Yeah, but Casemiro's like clearly because Rudiger's in our half, in it. So if it was a corner, yeah. he would have been up. And yeah. Casemiro's cleared it, and yeah, we, the rest, yeah, the rest yeah, is through. It felt like the whole team was there, and we didn't have enough cover. And really and truly, I see that as a tactical thing because really and truly, because when it happens against Brentford, also you yeah. know, it's not just like oh well, Benzema's world class. We just held four to Brentford. Yeah, and, and a lot and, of the goals were the same. And for me, I like who remembers Bournemouth under Sari? I remember that game because Christ, oh, I remember that. Yeah, right. the second the second half was mad. Because, again, the first half, we didn't really concede any. But for me, I really feel like I've been in the boxing ring when we concede goals in quick succession. And obviously, coming mm-hmm. off, off of Brentford, I feel like I got slapped up. And in this Real Madrid game as well, because two goals in three minutes, that's an issue. That is, that is really an issue. So is that something that you're concerned about, the fact that this is two games in a row and we've conceded like, goals in a quick succession as well? Yeah, the mental the mental shook. That was the that was the worst possible way to start the second half. Um, that was like the last thing we needed because I really think we could have gotten a results at least you know get one closer maybe maybe draw level if we we're playing really well um, yeah. with the changes we had and that just that just totally <laughs> that just totally like ruined the game. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's it's definitely concerning. Uh, the one thing we had was we were all complaining about our attack for a while but at least the defense was solid and now it's now it's you know yes the opposite of that it's scrambly no one quite you know no one's quite stepping up but Um, like people transitions are easy to get through and we just kind of fall apart when we concede one it's one two and then we look shell-shocked yeah there's like they say don't concede the goal straight off the kickoff straight before half time obviously straight after a goal obviously straight at the end but it feels like we're vulnerable and it, it must be a mental thing. It must be a mental thing. So I don't know, Babs, Sam, if you have a take on this. Mm, I don't know. I, I'm, I'm, I'm not going to judge for professional footballers' mentality. I'm, I'm, not, I'm not going to be going to fall into that not necessarily, trap. Not necessarily but, they're, they're, they're weak mentally, but what I'm saying is, if you like, when, we're, when we are a resolute team and it's not necessarily... Yeah. Like, emotion, emotions are different. The reason why it's emotion is because sometimes you're at the peak and then sometimes you're just mentally not, you know, like after an international break, you're not in the rhythm of things. And so what mm. I'm saying is before we were resolute. And so straight after a goal, we're not going to concede again, but it feels like it's creeping into us now that we're not, we don't have that mental resolute, that resolution that we had before. Yeah, I'm not, I'm not sure. I'm not Hard sure. to say definitively, uh, yeah. I think. Fair enough. Um, all right. So, so, so I guess, Obviously, the Brentford game. All right, before we get into the Brentford game, um, Havertz was one of the, the good points in the match. I think, like I said, the, the, the guys in between, so like Pulisic, Mount, etc., um, really and truly, it's their jobs to, to kind of show up in the hole and kind of collect the ball off of the midfield. I don't think they did that well, but I think Kai Havertz, his performance was amazing. Uh, it, 
apart from the finishing, I think that he can still improve on the finishing. It was a good header. <laughs> and I actually think that, like, I remember when we had Narata and I wanted um, him, rather than the ball come to his feet, I wanted it to come to his head because he was obviously clearly a better header. And I think Kai Havertz, like, I'm not, I need to do the maths, but I think he scored more goals with his head than his feet at this point, or at least half and half. Yeah, I think, yeah, he has. I think he's only scored two of his feet. So yeah, far, yeah, it's, it's crazy, but but that and don't forget he did have chances uh with his feet, but they were a bit more tame. And I think that like even though he kind of created good opportunities to shoot and one went over and one went straight at a keeper, yeah, I feel like he just needs to become a little bit more of a killer. And that, that's the part of his game I wasn't necessarily enamored with. But in terms of coming back, setting the ball off, etc. At the I remember the first half, some of them were a bit some of them were causing transitions because they were a bit like you know especially at the beginning of the game don't do those little kind of like cutbacks that the other team might get but as the game went on I thought that him receiving the ball in the pockets and then laying it off and making the runs like as a whole like his whole number nine kind of and the movement for the goal was was amazing too so I don't know if you guys want to uh, just touch on uh, Havertz quickly before we go to Brentford yeah, just Havertz in general, not just this game. I'm glad he's like finally starting number nine consistently yeah. um, and just putting some form together. And like you said, everything he does looks good. Like he's such a well-rounded footballer. I think that's why um, people have always had the argument about where he can play, where he's best. Yeah. I don't actually think that's an um, like insult to anyone who thinks he's better in different positions. I think he's just... He's a really well-rounded, polished footballer at such a young age that he's able to kind of have this discourse about him that he can play in multiple positions. But just, I think, playing consistently is going to be the best thing for him. And um, everyone's starting to see it. Do you know what I liked about him as well? Like, the bravery. So, like, like the goal... Yeah, the header. Man was getting kicked in the face. Yeah. And, like, he's, he puts his body on the line, like, JT... Yeah, he's got a little, he's got a little more, like... I don't know what it's called, like gusto than you might think the player of that type does. He he actually has no problem, like, you know, going hard, for lack of a better, lack of a better term. Yeah. He does it pretty often. He'll shove people. He, get, he you know, he gets mixed oh, up. Oh, yeah, he's a bit of a bastard. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. We he's like that. He's got he doesn't look like he might be, but he, he, actually, he actually is. Mm. I think, too, what Sam said about the uh, multiple positions thing, that was why he was one of the few players who we've bought in the last few years that was like, if, even if you want to debate where exactly he's best or where he might end up, he's one of those few players that's like, he has the talent that he is a rare example of like, get him and then you can figure out how to use him later. Um, if he ends up best at a nine, like cool. Like there's a lot of players who shouldn't buy just because they're good if they don't fit your vision. But when someone's just like a, like a baller like that, you, you, you want to bring them in. Um, and we've tried him in a few places. It does make the Lukaku buy look even kind of more stupid if he's going to end up playing number nine for us. Yeah. Um, makes even less sense. But yeah, he had a good game and people got on him too at Brentford. I know it's annoying to see to see players miss chances, but this is this is why people look at things like XG. You know, people don't like stats. Oh, yeah, the XG wasn't worth any goals mm-hmm. if he doesn't score it. Like I get it, but that's why the stat exists is to be like, he is consistently getting like, that, it's good to get a scoring chance that means next time you're more likely to get another good scoring yeah. chance um, yeah, yeah, yeah. and he was you know he delivered a goal you maybe could have had two he, he could try to square up uh Alba in that first in the first half and it didn't come off um but yeah. that's what you want you want your players in those positions and i know it's frustrating to miss a half good chance but that, that's you want your player getting those lukaku yeah. just i don't know <laughs> i'm involved yeah again I think, I think people now i think it was a debate early we had in the season in terms of who can bring more and 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 obviously 
Um, is Lukaku better because he might score more goals? But um, I think Kai, just in terms of overall, so like in terms of the balls in behind, obviously we talked about that Kante chance. And then he caught, I think it was a Militao, he caught him slipping. So he's someone that will always put in the hard, like the hard work, do you know what I'm saying? Like, because really and truly there was like, no one's necessarily going to, like usually people just let the defender pass it out, but he kind of put Militao under pressure. He won that. Um, I think there were just so many different aspects to his game too. The only thing is, I do feel like he's not a killer like that. So I wouldn't be happy if he was the, like, like, like just this game, he was our only, for me, he was our only attacker. When I looked at Pulisic, he didn't really do anything attacking. Do you know what I'm saying? I don't look at, I don't really see Mount as um, like a proper attacker, even though Mount did kind of create two of the shots. I think that the second dangerous player on the field is, and usually is, is, is Reese James. Reese James can strike the ball from what's name, but I feel like we lack so many different like threatening players. And with, with Havertz being the only, like the main number nine, I'd still need like a supporting player that is really, really threatening to, to play with him. But yeah, I thought um, he had a great game. Uh, Babs, uh, do you have anything to say on it before we move on? Yeah, man, I'm, I'm happy to see him playing up top, man. I, I, for me, that's, that's like the position I enjoy him the most, you know, playing centrally. I think one one thing I really liked as well is like his willingness to come out of the box, you know, link up, link up play, you know, around the team. I don't know if you remember, there was like that chance where like he was like playing like really nice one touch passes with like um, the guys outside the box, yeah, and he got a shot off. So yeah. it's good to see that he's building up that confidence, you know, to really and um, building up a lot of like chemistry with like his teammates. So yeah. hopefully, like from here on out, is onwards and upwards because I I really do think up top, I think that's where we can see the best of him. I'm not sure about him out wide, but for me, is I I do think having him up top. Yeah. I, I just think what, what you get from him is just so invaluable to a team with off the ball. I've always said this. I've always said this. I, I, I don't really think it matters if he's up top. What I think matters is if he's allowed to roam. Because, um, look, we've all seen him play. Like, in the, the Champions League final, he had a great game, right? He didn't play up top. But I feel like if he's if he has to chase, I, I think with Havertz, if he has to chase a player up and down, so he's playing a more vertical game where he's going from, you know, right wing to right back or left wing to left back, you, you'll see a horrible habits. I've never yeah, seen agreed. any game. So have, have him having a lot, a lot less defensive responsibility. Yeah, and he's just and, allowed to uh, roam horizontally in the final third. That's when you get the good Kai Havertz. So I don't ne- I don't need him to be up front. Just let him roam in that position. He can, he can play a number 10. He could be a number eight. As long as he gets the freedom to roam in that final third, I think he's good. Um... So just all right. So do we want to talk about the Brentford game, or have we talked enough about slappings? I think I think maybe for me, I don't know. I know it's because <laughs> maybe I'm trying to represent the uh, the voice of the people that, that people are very frustrated with our performances, and a lot yeah. of a, a not insignificant number of people are, are doubting the way Tuchel sets up our team, and that if our yeah. attack will ever be ever be good enough. So I think rather than individually discuss like just Brentford, we just look at these games, look at our recent runs of form, and really just the season as a whole up to this point. And ask if it's if it's good enough, and if the setup just needs a drastic change, and whether or not Tuchel will actually do that. Babs, I'll let you lead on the setup conversation because <laughs> you've been trying to have this conversation all <laughs> season. Oh, <laughs> yeah. I mean, personally, you guys know my thoughts. I don't think we performed well this season. I don't think the way we set up is like conducive to like really like push forward. And I think our build up is way too slow at times. You know, it just feels like it's going at, at snail's pace and. I, I do think we, we can benefit a lot more with our attackers and players in general if we're like, able to like push the ball up quicker and take a bit more risks. So you think you know, that's we, the biggest... we saw it early on. 
Go we on. saw it early on, like where, where Kante did it, and he and he gave like Kaya a good like looking, and mm-hmm. I think that was like one. In my opinion, that's probably like one of our like, most like clear cut like one v one opportunities. If you get what I mean. Uh, uh, so I, I just want to see like a lot more like inventiveness, you know, going forward, whether it be from our wingers, you know, our, our wing backs, whereas we're just wherever. I just want to see a lot more freedom well, you know, going forward for our well, attackers. So, so you talked about the Kante one over the top, and then Jorginho mm-hmm. before obviously the goal, he set up the goal too. But before the yeah. goal, he had an identikit kind of crossed into Kai Havertz and Militao just got there. Um, yeah. So we, we did kind of create... Free, and don't forget, these are players really supposed to be defensive midfielders, even though, you know, Kante sees himself as a number 10 nowadays. But um, so your kind of your kind of whole thing is actually if we get a player that can do more like uh, direct passes into the front men, then that will be the biggest change. Because that's not really a setup thing. That's a personal type Um. <sighs> Kind of, but I, I do think we should be able to do it with the person that we're having at hand. Because I don't, I don't know, I just feel like sometimes we, we recycle the ball a bit too much. We let teams like sit sit deep again. And I don't know if like Sam and like Buzzy have any opinions, but I don't know. I, I just I just find it boring. I don't know. I just I just don't enjoy it personally anyway. All right, cool. But but then, so that we want to have the kind of setup conversation. I, I'm trying to decipher from you, is that setup or personnel? Are you happy mm. with the three four three? Are you happy with the setup? Is it just maybe if we get a, a player in there that's like a Cesc that's going to try and find people quickly? Uh, then that's cool. I don't know, man. I, I don't mind because we 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 played multiple setups this this um, calendar year. Like we we played forward the back quite a bit, so it's not just setup for me. It's just I don't. Know, I feel like it's a, a approach as well, but I, I I don't know. I don't know if the others do you want like chime in anyway yeah i mean i'd say it's a little bit of both i think i think like we, we were able to say with like the five three two that like well at least we're defensively sound and if we're not going to be that then there has to be some sort of give and take for the attack and defense right now we're getting a bit of neither but that's not to say that uh all the person like it, it's purely a personnel issue or it's purely a tactics issue because we try we recognized that the attack wasn't good enough and we went out and we made these purchases and only Havertz has come off so we're still, if you think about Werner and Lukaku and to an extent Pulisic and Ziyech being kind of hit and miss um, during his different runs, like if you go all the way back to when we started buying those players to, to get a better attack, it hasn't worked. So you could argue we're still back back where we need to be to get hey. a better attack. Like those hey. players, we had 150 million pounds of, of striker hey. on the bench last night. Like that's not hey. that's not going to get the job done if you if you're pouring your resources. It's because you spend money. You to recognize to be a weak point. And then you're not playing those players. Clearly, you didn't you didn't succeed yeah, in, exactly. in fixing the issue. Yeah, just because you spend money doesn't mean you you bought quality. Yeah. Do you know what I'm saying? And and Sam, I kind of want to hear your your thoughts on it. So this is almost like a, the setup thing. I want to focus on the setup. But we can get to personal later. But are you happy mm. with the setup? Even forget about three four three etc. We usually play even in different kind of formations. It's, it's similar. But so, what are you happy with Tuchel setup essentially? Yeah, I don't mind the setup. I think with the right, um, like I think Babs was right when he said about the approach. I think sometimes we're just we're too slow, okay. kind of go side to side a little bit too much. We don't we, we don't take risks. Um, it's almost like we're so afraid of conceding, we don't kind of, or we're so afraid of giving the other team opportunities, we won't take risks to lose the ball. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think, yeah, I think. It's easy to say now that we're on a run of kind of bad results and we're in a bad form that oh this this isn't working blah 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 and I this is Tuchel's first season yeah. um, like first full season yeah. 
it's it's a bit boring and it's a bit um thingy to use the examples of kind of city and liverpool yeah but they have been there a lot longer we're still third we're still yeah. the third best team in england um i know myself included maybe got a little bit ahead, ahead of our, ourselves saying that we're kind of closer to liverpool than maybe we are in hindsight but also i think with our best 11 on the pitch on our best day which isn't the best way to view football because <laughs> how often do your best days come yeah. we are a match for the Liverpools and Cities as we've seen in our kind of individual games against them but I do think our approach from game to game can be just a bit quicker just a bit more show a bit more um I don't know what the right word is but yeah just show a bit more like quickness to our play and just be a bit braver on the ball. Decisive, you know. Just yeah, just be more decisive. And mm. I've always said, like, we've had the age-old debate in the group chat, and I've seen it on socials, in terms of what we needed. Was it a striker? Was it a creative player? Some people sit on the fence of kind of... Some people say we need a creative player. Some people say we need a striker. But I just think... I've always thought we do have the players to create opportunities in our team. Mm. Um but unfortunately, we're just not seeing that at the minute. And I do think that's more of an approach issue. I don't. I think formation is a formation you can be successful with any formation. Um, we've literally won the league with five at the back. So, so Babs, yeah. Babs, I was just going to add, I think Sam's point about being the third best team on paper, if you if you take some emotion out of it, you back up a little bit, you remember it's Tuchel's first season, you remember how good City and Liverpool have been the past few years. Like being the third best team is a pretty acceptable position for where the team's trying to come from that yeah. I, I had us me and my friends do predictions every year coming into the uh coming into the season and I had us competing second and third with Liverpool um I didn't have I didn't have us winning the title maybe, maybe we got a little excited we want a good run you know people that happens but uh, grand scheme of things this is kind of where we thought we'd be I think we did hope we'd be a little closer to Liverpool but then you have our weird mid-season schedule you have both of our wingbacks going down at the same time yeah. um and you have Lukaku being a complete bust so uh, obviously you're not going to quite get as many points um, out of it as you as you hoped, but I think I think if you do try to take it, calm down slightly and, and kind of think about where the club's been and how long Pep and Klopp have been there, like being being the third best side is about the expectation, and we've been yeah. that by pretty much every metric. We're a little closer to Arsenal in points than we probably like, um, yeah. but you know I think I think that's that's about right for what the squad. I hear. You. I hear you. So Babs, I was going to ask you because you you seem miserable. Yeah, you're bragging about switching to go watch Man City. Uh, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? You see, you see, like obviously, like Chelsea aren't really restoring the feeling. So, so what is it that you'd want to? I, I want to know what would you change if you had the power? What would you want to see Tuchel change? I want to see change. Um, what, what when you say change? What do you mean? Are you saying personal or like what? Because it's up to you, man. What I'm mean, trying, like, I'm, I'm, it's just approach. That's what I just want to play a lot more of a quick, quicker approach game at times, man. I, I, I'll make me a lot more happy, man. Yeah, like give me some entertaining football. All right, I'm, I'm tired of be, being bored watching my team, man. Come on, you, you can't tell me you, you're not bored watching us over the last I, season. I'm not, I'm not, no, fair enough, man. Fair enough. I was even, do you know, this is what I was saying. I was excited for this pod where everyone was like, oh, you got to re watch the game. But for me, I don't, obviously, everyone's different, so it doesn't have there's a lot to take from football, there's a lot I like to analyze, etc. Um, so yeah, it's obviously like. I don't know. I don't know. I, I've I'm not bored. I haven't been bored with Chelsea this season, even when we kind of played, because obviously I'm in it. So 
Um, when we're losing, that's emotion. When we're winning, it's not necessarily just about the football. But in terms of comparing the football, uh, I remember at the beginning of the season, I was saying Liverpool were playing amazing. And Sam was kind of disagreeing, saying, oh, Liverpool's attack. We, don't, we won't get into it, but obviously, Sam, you've taken it out there. But, but like... Whoa, 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 whoa. <laughs> he said after. He said after. <laughs> but, but I'm not going to lie. There's not many teams that I watch, just because I've watched, I think maybe because I've watched so much football. There's not many teams that I watch that I'm entertained by that way anyway, right now. Like, so... This There's is, a lot of games where City and Liverpool, like... Literally Literally get over the line or like yeah you know it's great via so many games yeah it gets a little especially Liverpool even in their title winning season like oh yep there's another set piece goal to win one nil like you know it's not always this is this is what I'm saying so so when people talk about Chelsea I'm just saying the bar I don't see the bar as that high like I know that you kind of watch City you think it's amazing and to be fair but City don't necessarily impress me that much a lot of the time when I watch them um Liverpool this season and they were playing fast direct and the counter-attacking and the combination play up front was good. Um, I, I can't remember if they've played like that continually, but I'm happy watching Chelsea, bro. I, I, like, when you say you're switching over, I'm, not, I'm never switching over. I'm happy watching Chelsea. But um, do we want to touch on Brentford as we wrap up? or Because, uh, Babs, you kind of mentioned that. I know, Bub, Buzzy, you wanted the general conversation. But is there anything that you wanted to uh, talk about on Brentford, Babs, before we close? I am good, man. I'm good to leave that one behind. I had to live that on the main phone, man. I'm, I'm good, man. I'm yeah. good. I'm, I'm, yeah, I'm like, enough pain. We got that. Nice guy, yeah. Be said, right? Like it was, it was a, it was we a bad like, you, know, you know what's crazy? Yeah, I don't know about you. You know that that's always been like the whole like ah, uh, the whole international post um, international right. break thing, and we all thought, you know what, we're gonna turn it around. In the Champions League, I've always gone from from bad to worse. Yet. I can't yeah, like, that, yeah, that, that, that burn me. That burn this me. is why that we need to like listeners and everyone on the pod. Like Southampton game, we need to start treating it like we don't know when our next W is coming from. Do you know what I'm saying? It it could <laughs> get worse. It could get worse. Yeah, you know, man. I'm, another team in red and white stripes. You know what I'm saying? And 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 I hope that the team are focused as well, just because again, like we can't be focused on the next match for the Champions League. It has to be the next match. So we have to win that Southampton game because we can get drawn into a top four thing as well. Um, but yeah, it was If good. Arsenal finish above us, I promise you I've never ever come on ever, anything ever again. I'll delete every single account I have. It's true. It's true. You talk too much smack. But uh, thanks, Sam, for coming on. Um, no problem. Nice. Thanks, uh, Buzzy. Good to hear you. And Babs, good to hear you as well. So this has been Chelsea Hour. We will see you next week. Sports Social Podcast Network.